Hey, dear Tyler, good morning. And how are you doing? How has the week been so far? I really do hope it's been good. It's been it's been pretty good for me too, um, as usual. Right? God's been faithful. God has been absolutely awesome to me. Um, and yes, how was Monday's episode? Clearly, clearly, it. I think it hit a lot of sensitive places for quite a number of us. The number of feedback that I did get from the episode was so mind-blowing. So mind-blowing and how it was um, able to just answer personal questions. Please, if you've not listened to it, you know, just check it out. Um, The title of the episode is um, Remember Where I Found You remember I found you it's really it's a very personal episode yes um I was I think extremely vulnerable to be able to tell and share some of the lapses that I've had as an individual right and even in my walk of faith you know having all of those up down up down up down motions and all and so I was quite open there and I think that the things that were shared within the context of the whole podcast uh, or within the context of that episode were things that, you know, we can easily relate to. So if you haven't listened to it, please do well. Just go back and then listen to last the last episode to bless you. So um, for today's episode, um, it's coined from one of my favorite movies ever, um, Hacksaw Ridge, right? So today's episode is titled, Give Me One More. Give Me One More. And I remember when I saw the trailer of Hacksaw Ridge. I'm not going to give um, too many spoilers and all. But I remember when I saw the trailer, I was so marveled about it. And I went to do, you know, like a research. Um, It's based on a true life story about a soldier um private desmond dos private desmond dos um a seventh day adventist believer christian and because of you know his inclination to scripture because of his convictions he 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 joined the military during it should be world war ii joined the military during World War II but refused to carry a rifle so his slogan was while people are taking lives right um, he would be saving them while people are taking lives him his own desire is just to save them so he trained as a medical uh, practitioner you understand medical personnel to be able to help wounded soldiers and um, so they were, you know, fighting in Japan then. I think after the events of Pearl Harbor. So they were fighting in Japan. <clears throat> and then um, there was this particular elevated hill that I think they gave the name Hacksaw. So they call it Hacksaw Ridge. And it was one of the um, points where the American army could not, you know, ever conquered it could not move across because of the Japanese uh, because of the Japanese um, army there they really fortified it that was difficult you'll have to 
first of all, try and climb and be Japanese people. You know, they hid themselves in a very nice way. So, let me just go straight to the point that really got to me. Now, this is someone that he decided he's not going to fight. So, he didn't move with a rifle at any point in time. In fact, if he ever moved with a rifle, it was because he was using it as an aid for people. Never shot, never killed anyone. Um, at least with the rifle and all. <clears throat> now, they went for a particular operation because they were trying to conquer that Hacksaw Ridge. They went for a particular operation and... It didn't go well. So they retreated. A lot of American soldiers were, you know, wounded, were in very, very terrible positions, and Desmond Doss too was in a very um, tight situation. So the rest of the army retreated and went back down. Now, what Desmond Doss did was that he spent the night finding every surviving American soldier and dropping them down Hacksaw Ridge. So he would tie a rope, I mean, he would tie himself to, tie a rope around him, then tie a rope to the wounded soldier. Then he would now literally drop the soldier down, right? And then, um, as he dropped the soldier down, and then go and look for the rest. The the, I think the story said, I think within that night he saved over, over fifty. I can't remember the number, but I know it was I think over fifty soldiers. And there was this um, caption that he had, this thing that he did whenever he, whenever he was able to save one he uttered a prayer and said Lord give me one more he wasn't satisfied and was like oh at least I have helped you know one person he was like no Lord give me one more he spent the whole night like he was hiding through um, you know because the Japanese soldiers were doing patrol so he would act dead he would you know just put himself in all types of dangerous situations just to be able to save just to be able to save um an american soldier just to be able to save one of his colleagues just to be able to save one of his brothers and he did it throughout the night into the morning that the american camp when they woke up in the morning they just saw um a host of their um, companions, a host of their comrades, like, you know, just at the edge of the um, ridge, you know, they've been dropped down. They're like, who's doing it? And then later on, I think um, Desmond, like the Japanese soldiers, found him. And, you know, he was able to jump with one of the... Uh, was able to jump with one of the wounded soldiers. Now, this is something that he did on his own. In fact, if you watch the movie, they ridiculed him, they made fun of him, they bullied him because they were like, 
Are you trying to show that you're more Christian than us? Are you trying to show um, that you're more moral than us and everything? He just said, no, that his own is that he's not going to go into war to kill. His desire to go for war is to be able to save lives. And he feels that that's most important. And it got to the point where the American soldiers refused to fight if Desmond Doss would not go with them. He was awarded the Purple Hearts, um, the highest honor um, in the American Army, um, in the American Army, right, for selfless acts. Very few people. It's called the Medal of Honor. Yeah, Medal of Honor. I think Purple Heart or so, something like that. So, for uncommon sacrifice, because almost that sacrifice is really, really uncommon. And I'm a very, very teary person. I, I won't. If something is is deep, it will cause me to cry. So every time I watch that point and I hear that, give me one more. It's like it triggers my tear gland, and I just begin to cry a river. And for me, what I wanted, or what I learned rather, from that whole story is the dissatisfaction with success. The dissatisfaction with success. I would say this, I think I've said it before, and I'll say it again, something that Apostle said, Apostle Salman said, he said, one of the greatest hindrances to progress, right? It's not just limitations, but past success. Now, Desmond Doss, right? Just imagine yourself in that situation. Imagine yourself in that situation where you are... in the heat of battle, you're behind enemy lines. That's the terminology. You're behind enemy lines. And all of a sudden, you have a route of escape. And on your way um, to escape, you find somebody and you're able to save the person. Somehow in our subconscious or somehow in our minds, we'll be like, yeah, but at least I was able to save one. And for that act alone, you were heroic. You've got to understand, like, caps to you we salute you you understand you were heroic that was a major sacrifice that was a major sacrifice and you know nobody can fault you for saying that ah, why did you only save one person you could have done more no that sacrifice alone is enough to be celebrated but then the mindset of champions is that there is always more that can be done. This is not the best of me. I think the message that Apostle preached last week, Sunday, or rather this week, Sunday, um, it was just it. It was just it, you know, about that, I think it started with the charge, that dissatisfaction that you get that there's a certain level of dissatisfaction that you can get, um, that success is only a motivation to do more.
Now, I would give an example through dear Tyler. I would give an example through dear Tyler. There was a time while I was, you know, working on dear Tyler podcast and everything where we were having maybe just within a month 40 lessons to dear Tyler within a whole month. And imagine I'm doing either four episodes in a month or I'm doing eight episodes in a month. I think when I started doing eight episodes in a month, we we started maybe recording maybe like 60. But then just imagine for the whole month. For the whole month. And um, I started having this sense of discouragement. I started having this sense of discouragement. And I wanted to, you know, just give in. If at that time I had stopped, let's say, at least I've I'd, I'd contributed to a certain extent, right? I'd, I'd given my my I've given a certain percentage of um, value. It may not have continued, but at least I I contributed to to the best of my ability, and nobody would fault me for not. Um, persisting they were like ah, at least you had up to 20 episodes and then maybe future generations will glean on it and something at least there was an archive of history right of doing something i remember recently somebody sent me a message and was like binga please don't stop doing dear tyler that no matter what happens don't stop doing dear tyler you don't you can't imagine what it's doing for people and one of my very very close friends, Emmanuel Kingsley of him, you know, wherever I am, he, the way he talks about Dear Tyler is is mind blowing. Like you'll be like, have you listened to Dear Tyler? He's always talking about this, always talking about that. Now, what happened to me when these people reached out to me was that I was not aware of the impact of my sacrifice. But because of that one, right? But because of that one individual or because of these people that were able to speak up and say, okay, um, your contribution is valuable. It was able to help me. Now, at every time when I have a new episode, when I bring out a new episode, let me use the word we, Whenever we bring out a new episode of Dear Tyler, I usually get, if I've gone back to I, we usually get a lot of feedback from people that that was their first episode. And it was that episode that made them listen to other episodes. Now it means that if I, <sighs> if we didn't, create that particular episode that is probably one person we would have lost that is probably one answer that would have never been received for an individual I don't know if you understand exactly what I'm saying here the mindset of a champion is give me one more especially as believers that concept should always be in our minds give me one more 
Oh Lord, Father, thank you because you have helped me achieve this. But there are still other people in the field that need me. Apostle said something very profound um, during the meeting on Sunday. And he said that, and it's something that Pastor Bill Johnson also um, reiterates a lot. Maybe he went for a meeting and 20 people stood up from wheelchairs. As the power of God move and 20 people stood up from wheelchairs, right? He said that he would appreciate, like he would like appreciate the power of God, right? But if he ever camps around that level of success, that it would be foolish of him. Were there only 20 wheelchairs in that meeting? So was it that 20 people came in wheelchairs and 20 people were healed or there were 100 people that came in wheelchairs, 20 people were healed and 80 left without a miracle. That that 80 is the motivation behind him pressing into the things of God. Like, I must get to the point where... um, those if 100 people come in a wheelchair 100 people are leaving out of that wheelchair if you understand what i'm saying that he looks at the 20 that stood up from the wheelchair as a proof that god is able and then he looks at the 80 as the motivation of why he should press in for more i think that the story of desmond Doss was just the story of tenacity and seeing that we can we would only get to know the possibility of things happening if and only when we try if we do not try if we do not open up our hearts for more if we do not open up our hearts for more we would never know what is left or what is or what we are capable of or what experiences we may be able to engage in. As God is helping us to build dear Tyler, I always remind myself that there are seven point something billion people in the world. Um, Bi-weekly, we have about 500 plus listens compared to when we're doing 60 in a month every two weeks we basically have almost 500 listens so in a month now we're getting up to let's say a thousand listens an average of um a hundred plus listens per week as it is now um and you know like i said compared to where i'm coming from or compared to where we're coming from these are amazing numbers but whenever I think about the people that have enjoyed their Tyler and the blessings that they receive from each episode it gives me the assurance right that this is a valuable 
pursuit, this is a valuable vision. But when I see that 570 or 500 and something listens, and I try to relate it to the amount of people that haven't listened, it gives me the drive for like, Lord, let's go for more. More people need to listen to this. More people need to get to know these truths. Truths. And so it drives me into getting more content, thinking about more strategies, coming up with different ideas, meeting the right people, sourcing the right information. I could camp around, like I said, and be like, oh no, I'm a growing podcaster and, you know, Dear Tyler has reached a very good substantial level. Trust me, being a podcaster is pretty, pretty tough, right? So every success that you do get is major. Oh no, but there is more. But there is more. The moment you stop believing that there is more, that's the moment you be you've you've traded in um, value. You've traded in your worth as an individual. Yeah. So, like Apostle said, that people don't give you awards for accomplishing the same thing twice they don't give you awards for that accomplishing the same thing twice there are people people expect something greater people expect something greater what is that one thing Tyler that you have camped around and that you have made it feel like a success. Oh, you went for administration and they hailed you. And be like, ah, yes, ministry is good. Ministry is good. Or um, is there more? You were celebrated. You've been able to do certain things. You know, you have an NGO and you're able to reach out to 100 people, 1,000 people. You understand? These are successes that you should celebrate. But have you made the mistake of camping around that certain success it's very very important to know it's very very important to understand it's very very important to take note and find out that is my past success a hindrance to the possibilities that await me give me one more I know people will celebrate me with this, my achievement. But is there a possibility of more? Is there a possibility of more? So you see people like Elon Musk, after they've made ways of creating reusable rockets, they're now thinking of how to refuel rockets in space. So one of the things that SpaceX is trying to do is to literally put fueling stations in orbit so this is how they plan to orbit the planets of our solar system that at every colony that they make I know that it sounds very very absurd but at every colony that they make at different stops that there will be like fueling points so they'll be able to send certain um 
certain containers of fuel into space and put them in an orbit so that um, space shuttles will be able to reorbit. Um, I mean, sorry, will be able to refuel in space. It takes a whole lot of fuel to escape this Earth's velocity and, you know, to get into um, a place of terminal, um, I mean, to really enter into Earth's orbit rather, right? So that um, the Earth's orbit actually keeps the spacecraft moving. It's on a lot of jargons and all, right? But that's what he's thinking of. Now everybody can stand and celebrate while we can have reusable rockets. After the first, second, third time, it's now no, it's no longer special. The mindset of a champion is that there is always more to conquer. People will always look at you and tell you, well done. Remember that there is always more to conquer. Give me one more. Give me one more. That's the mindset of a champion, Tyler. Give me one more. Give me one more. Give me one more. Oh, I know I moved a thousand steps. But if I move one more step, that's more than my previous success. Give me one more. Give me one more. Give me one more. Dear Tyler, I don't know how best to relate this particular thing, this particular theme. Especially if you're working or you're dealing with um, people. Maybe the things that you're doing is dealing with people. The concept of never giving up and never being satisfied would be one of your greatest advantages for greatness. Give me one more. Understanding that there is a better and a more excellent way to do things. That there is more to achieve. Unto your last breath, let that be your singular, uh, let that be one of your major mantras. Give me one more. Lord, I know I am tired. Lord, I know I am exhausted. But you, give me one more. I am willing to go the distance. Ah, there's this beautiful song, um, Heroes Welcome, by Michael, Michael Bolton, I think. It was one of the musicals of Hercules, the Disney cartoon. Um, I can go the distance, you know. Just just give me, tell me, Lord, where it is and I'm going. Give me one more. You see, the parable of the talents is where I'll end. After the Lord had rewarded those that were faithful, you could see that he still gave responsibility. So it wasn't just like, ah, well done, well done, come and enjoy. No, it was like, I've set you over little, come and be over much more. That's the mindset that God, or that's the mindset that God desires us to have as individuals, Tyler. So whenever you succeed in anything, 
after you've been celebrated, after you've been loved on, after you've been cherished, after you've been, you know, told this is the this person, you've done this and you've been awarded, go back to your prayer closet, fall on your knees and say, Father, thank you for this success, but give me one more. Give me one more. So I really hope this episode blessed you. Please and please do well to go and check out the movie. If you are a kind of person that is afraid of blood, then maybe it may not be your movie. But if you can stomach, you know, some of the gruesome scenes, why not? It's a movie that will bless you. The story, the message inside is amazing. Hacksaw Ridge, H-A-C-K-S-A-W, then Ridge, R-I-D-G-E. Right, Hacksaw Ridge, amazing, amazing movie. Right, so yeah, um, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it blessed you. So, this is me signing out, Tyler. Remember that I love you, I believe in you, and I am always rooting for you. Bye.